and the things that they're giving to us that are coming out from the ark, from those people that that are coming out from the under under the ocean um, city that we went to, because they're they're also giving us different kind of things and technology to prepare the 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 upper side of the world, the upper side, the surface the, population, the surface the surface population. They they say upper side, and we're getting bits and pieces of different cultures and different people that live inside. Like they're all connected to each other and they're, they're knowing that they're, they, they're getting us ready for something that's gonna happen. You're listening to Exopolitics Today with Dr. Michael Sala, your source for the uncensored truth regarding the human, extraterrestrial, global and political agenda. Click the like button and subscribe to this channel. And now, Here's Dr. Michael Sala. Okay, well, I'm very happy to have uh, JP back on Exopolitics today. He had a, a mission recently. And so welcome back, JP. Tell us about your mission. Hey, how you doing, um, Doc? Um, we had something going on yesterday. We were out for a couple hours. We went back to that cave system and we went down. And they were doing... a uh, uh, type of exchange we did not went all the way in but we went um next to the door where we could see the garden and we went down a number of it was eight of us the same people but we had two different people with us um pulling a type of security so we tried to go in but the two guards from the garden did not let us in. They were saying that we were, the person that they gave the seeds to, that he was having a bad heart about giving it to somebody else. Can you explain what you mean by bad heart? You mean like bad faith? Well, not not like necessarily bad faith that, you know, usually when something of big magnitude is given out like that, a lot of people have second thoughts and all that. So they they sat us in like this big like oval type of waiting room and we sat down on these granite rocks. And we were just waiting for one of those humanoids to come in and to talk to us, talk to the person. So what I was understanding is that they were taking these seeds overseas, but they said that they wanted it to keep it here. And they don't know why they're trying to move it overseas what they gave to us so they were kind of confused of who's making the decision of taking care of the things that they're giving to us one of the guys that were there he was one of the guys that they gave him the seed but one of the other guys were not there was not there they did not want nothing to do with him like nothing to do with him because something about a bad vibe about him so they want they wanted us to like to find him to bring him down but he's overseas now 
and he's doing another mission. So when we were waiting, they brought out another box. And inside this box, they had like tubes of different color of water, different color of water. So these tubes had um, um, red color, it had a blue color, it had a, a lighter blue color. And the grayish color of waters in these little tubes of like, it looked like science tubes. And they were saying, this needs to go up there because this is part of what these plants give, this type of like liquid. It comes out from these particular plants that will help these seeds grow. And, and I think it will help the, the ground or make it to it like it, like to grow faster, something like that. So they had us to bring that up, but they, they're not like scared, but they're like, mm, should we or should we not? Because they see so many things happening in the surface that they don't want really to happen. And they're still like, should we or should we not? And we we told them that we're trustworthy, that we're gonna take this information out to where you need us to, and we're gonna make sure we get this information to the higher ups that you feel like that. And they feel the way they feel. So they they wanna give us more stuff, but they're they're being hesitant now to give us more things so with the original box and the seeds that were inside these humanoids now i mean are they humanoids are they ant people maybe you can talk a little bit about that how, how did they know that these seeds were taken out of the country and were not being used in the right way i guess they have a way of tracking them they have a technology that can track where these seeds go. I think they have the technology to track any biological living thing through a type of GPS or technology that they have that they can track things that they give to us. They have a way to track anything that they give to us. It's connected somehow. Everything is connected. Doc, um, you know, I was going to say, the person that they felt was had a bad vibe i mean that person was he did he take the seed i mean i think yeah explain i mean he took the seeds from the last expedition out of the country and so was yeah was that because the, the seeds were supposed to stay here to be used here in some in some way well what was explained to them was that the seed was going to stay here but now they know that the seed is not here no more and where like they know where the seed is. They didn't want to give a specification why, where the seeds are or nothing where they already know where it is. They don't want that information more to come out. I think there's a higher mission in our end with these particular of seeds and the things that they're given to us that are coming out from the ark from those people that that are coming out from the under under the ocean um, city that we went to, because they're they're also giving us 
different kind of things and technology to prepare the 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 upper side of the world, the upper side, the the, the surface the, population, the surface, the surface population. They they say upper side, and we're getting bits and pieces of different cultures and different people that live inside. Like they're all connected to each other, and they they're knowing that they're, they they're getting us ready for something that's gonna happen. Okay, and and how did they communicate, and with who did they communicate? I mean, you were leading this eight-man squad. I did not lead this mission. Somebody else was leading, but the last mission I was, well, leading in a way as the security portion, doc, not the negotiation or not the giving the different things that they're giving to us, but just the security worth, you know, portion. Because, you know, every everybody got a thing that they're in charge of, you know? Okay, when so... When it comes into... So six, yeah. so six of you were providing the security and two of the... The two new guys, they were the ones doing the negotiations or the dialogue. Yes. Yes. And, you know, when we pull security, we're just making sure everything is looking good, making sure, looking around, um, taking notes with our mind and making sure that there's a good vibe because we, you know, we're good in reading people, you know, and um, we're like to make sure everything goes as planned as like what we have to do. I see. Now with these humanoids, can you talk a little bit about them and their relationship with the ant people? I mean, are, are these ant beings, these humanoids that were? Well, they, they, they look they look they look like us, but they got like um, their mouth are more closed, like circle, circle form, like a, a V circle form. Their nose are like slits. Their eyes are bigger, and they have like this skin that comes out their head that looks like two. Two antennas, but it, I, I, they don't look like antenna. It looks like hair, but it looks like a like a type of skin that comes out, and their their skin is like that bluish grayish color. So you wouldn't call them ant people. You would describe them as something else. They 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 kind of look like ants. <laughs> if you look at them, like they have two hands, two arms. They they wear robes. Their, their their feet are longer than ours, yeah. It's like if I have if I have a size ten, they have like a size thirteen or fourteen. If they're my height, you know they got long feet, but you can still see, you know their their toes and all that. Their fingers are slightly longer. Um, they have their fingers are longer, and their nails are like slanted down they're not straight out they're slanted down so their finger has the nail protecting the tip of the finger like slanting down like they could do like this to the to any like surface and you could still hear their nails and all that it's not like ours that it's like that slanted down how many fingers did they have they have five five fingers five fingers we asked to go back to that, to to go back to that that giant being that was there, but they did not want to um, 
give us the opportunity to go there again. Um, they kept us in that room sitting down. This room had different kind of lights that was glowing around the room. They had like this, there was an orb that was going in and out the size of a tennis ball. And, and it was just going to one, to each of us and going back out, coming back in, going to each one of us. And you could feel, you could feel the vibration of this tennis ball orb flying to us. And you could feel the, our hairs of our body, like if it was the type of electricity, you know, but we, it was intelligent, whatever this orb was. And it was, it was just checking. We, we asked what it was and it said, oh no, it's just checking um, you guys, like checking the, the aura to see if we're good faith, you know, we're, we're telling the truth and all that. Okay, so they can tell if someone is there uh, under some kind of deceptive, with some deceptive agenda, they can tell using these oh, yeah. orbs. Yeah, these orbs were all over the place when we went last time. So I assume then that's why the military needs people like you, people who, you know, don't go in with some negative agenda and, and there's, you, you know, people like you were sent in on, on the missions or lead the missions because, uh, you know, your, your intention is uh, are very pure and, and these beings recognize that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, most people, they if they go to these missions, their heart rate goes up. Um, I think I've been, I guess, developed since when I was in the civilian sector to see these different beings. And when you see a different being, you know, you're, you gotta be calm. They teach you that, you know, you have to be calm. You have to talk the straight face. If they telepathically talk to you, talk to them back. If you feel that they're talking to you, you talk to them back telepathically because they they'll know you know, you just give eye contact. If they talk to you telepathically, you, you tell them the same thing back in your, what you're saying inside. It's like you're talking without moving your lips, but they're nodding their head and I'm nodding their heads. They talk telepathically as well. So that, that was quite interesting because um, when you get used to that and they talk to you, right? but you don't see them moving their lips and you don't move their lips, but you're understanding each other. It's uh, it takes time to train, to do that, um, to get used to, to do that. Maybe in the next two to three years, us humans, we're going to have the capability to talk to each other without using vocalization. We're going to talk to each other without using just nodding our heads and understanding each other. And I'm sure it's a type of technology that they have or is a type of consciousness that we haven't developed, but we do have. I'm sure that we do have that, but we haven't developed it yet. And it's, that was quite interesting, Doc. I wish people, I, I wish it would be like a, I know there's a lost history of a lot of things that we used to do that we don't do no more. And that's one of them, to communicate telepathically with each other.
Well, when we're on the subject of history, I know that there are legends, Native American legends, about the ant people protecting the Native Americans during cataclysms, periods of cataclysms. So from what you saw in that underground cavern and the passageway and the in, in their kind of main garden area and, and the, the ships that were flying around, do, do you think that was kind of a place where you could actually have like lot, you know, lots of people finding refuge during surface catastrophes? Yes, it, it, it could totally be a place of refuge. Yes, but it's protected because they have so so many varieties of different things there. So I found something interesting. The place that we went, I'm thinking, is right in the springs in yeah. Florida. So that it's quite interesting. It's in that area. The the, the guy that, that found the the, the magical um, tree of life. So you're you're saying the area in Florida that he explored, that's the same area where this cavern system is located. I'm sure it's around there. I, I know there's a springs um, in Florida. Is, is that what what you what what you're referring to? It's uh, it's somewhere yeah, around there. So you're saying that that area is where this cavern is located. Yeah, it is. Interesting. Well, there's a Florida State Park. So is it under the park? Yeah, you can see the radius of it, how big it is. And the good thing is that is in front of everybody's face. It's right there. The name is there, you know? Okay. And I find I found that, that I could share that to everybody, the location. Maybe if you so, drive by there or. W w were you given permission to do this, to reveal the location? No. Okay. But I feel that, yeah. To give the location well, of that. Well, well, last time you you said that you were taken there by a TR3B. So what, what happened yes. this time? Again, from your from your base, you were taken by a TR3B, or did you go there some other no. way? No, we drove there. Oh, okay. So then you know the precise location, and you're telling us it's somewhere near that park there in Florida. Yes. Wow. And and of course the this spring uh, park it actually in the on the website it actually says that people visitors can regain their youth by taking a dip in the cool clear waters of these immaculate springs. So I mean the question is well those immaculate springs do they have anything to do at all with the underground water system that you saw and in the tree that you saw? It's connected. Wow. Okay, that's interesting. It's connected. Okay. Is 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 really pure. All right. So people should go there and have a drink from that state park. <laughs> I I don't know about a drink, but <laughs> a swim or or something. Um, it's really interesting, Doc. Um, maybe if you come down to Florida, we can probably visit together and go down yeah. there. But yeah, I just wanted to share that, and, and it, it's around there. The the cavern is around there. That that's that's great. Thanks for sharing that. 
I think um, people would love to know more about the giant. Do you, do you know anything more about who that was? I mean, uh, th there's questions. Some people are speculating who that could be. Do you have any idea? Well, when we were there last, Doc, um, he was sleeping. Mistasis. His beard, long, wrapped around his neck. Like, he's in stasis. Hmm. And they called him a type of God. So when he wakes up, he wakes up. Nobody would take him out of that stasis. So when I say stasis, it's similar to what a bear does in winter. It's a type of hibernation. But for hundreds of years, instead of a winter, it's for hundreds of years. Nobody knows why it's like that. But there's there's dozens of these guys in stasis around the world. Well, I, I guess the question is, though, are they actually sleeping or hibernating for long periods of time, or are they just lying down, having a nap, a short nap, in some kind of space-time capsule that for them maybe only a few days pass or a few hours pass, whereas hundreds of years or even thousands of years pass on the surface because these the sarcophagus that they're in actually is a kind of technology where time is dilated in some way. Well, when we went into the temple, right, and there, there was these vines that were giving fire, right? I remember me telling you that. There was a feeling of vibration around around it. Yeah, I could tell you that. But um, I'm not sure if it's a, a time. We didn't, we didn't get as close enough to feel that. But I'm sure it could be that type of technology with the way that they were protecting it. And the way that the symbols were on that type of temple it was similar to the to the ones we saw in the ark where we left the the mexicans the indians and the time slowed down where we saw these symbols and they kept walking and the chinese they tried to go behind them but time was really slow so I'm sure it could be that same type of technology. Um, when the Mexicans came back, we don't know how long, how time was changed when they went in through that, through the arc, because you can see them different, like more alert. But I, I'm sure it's a type of technology that keeps them in stasis, in, 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 in condition. I believe it could be one of the gods that comes down to teach and to know when something is wrong to wake up. I think one of the Egyptian gods, Toth, who is known for having prolonged life 
and having taught the secrets of human longevity, I recall that he traveled to Florida, or there are stories or rumors, I think it might come from the Emerald Tablets, or some sources say that he traveled to the Americas, so I'm wondering if if that could be told. He did have, like, he was huge, uh, Michael, on Doc. He was, his hand is like, probably like six times bigger than my hands. Big guy. His skull is probably like also six times bigger than my skull. You know, you can see his, 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 his jaw is, his beard. Like if he was alive, he would be really intimidating looking, you know? And he's there with a, inside the box, there's like a staff there. There's a staff, a golden staff that he has there. But other than that, I could tell you more about that. Oh, I know these, these, these beings are protecting it. And they're just waiting for the moment for him to wake up. And I guess to all the other ones to wake up at the same time. And I think it's going to happen during the same time the arcs probably will come out and everybody will see. So everything is going to happen in unison. Well, thanks for keeping us up to date with what's going on and these uh, missions that you're doing. And I'm very much looking forward to these beings waking up and the arcs becoming active and being seen and that's and you're going to be able to give us the information we need to kind of understand it all roger that thank you for having me well, awesome. thank you, jp you have been listening to exopolitics today with dr michael sala please remember to like share and subscribe to this channel join or start a conversation in the comments Take the time to explore the vast library of best-selling books, webinars, and podcasts by Dr. Sala. Visit exopoliticstoday.com.